0: good morning everybody i'm your host felipe and you're listening to the baseball life uh so, you know you're, you're listening from the baseball life facebook group and this is the total basis podcast on a wonderful father's day uh it's i'm off to a great start so far i already got some of my swag i got this uh i not wait hold on for those who can't see but i have a bobby hill i don't know you self-defense t-shirt that i got for this father's day so that's pretty cool so you guys know King of the Hill is one of my favorite TV shows of all time. So now I got Bobby Hill kicking what's-his-face. Um. Oh, what the hell's the bully's name? Oh, man, I forgot already. Yeah, but he's kicking him in the nuts. So it's the whole, I don't know you, that's my purse. So now I got this uh, T-shirt to commemorate that moment in TV history. Also, I got myself, well, not myself, but my wife got me a Kingdom Hearts coffee mug. So I will be sipping my coffee from this mug this morning. And there's other stuff that I got, but this is the two things that I decided to wear. So Ah, it tastes even better on it. So we are underway halfway through the season uh, at the Baseball Life Baseball League. Uh, Just uh, it's been a wacky one so far. The last time we did a review of our league was way back on May 3rd uh my friend leon tompkins was uh, of the step back uh basketball podcast was nice enough to join me that day um so i decided that hey let's take a look back since may 3rd to see what's been going on in the league since the last time we reviewed the league um and we start with i don't know if you guys can see my screen but uh oh yeah i could double check on my phone here uh it should be playing in just a bit oops That's uh, my voice echoing. But if assuming that this is working, uh, there's three, (laughs) there are three, five and nine teams since May 3rd. At the bottom, it's Mario's team, uh, Matthew Whelan's team and Jet's uh, team as well. Uh, They've been um, not having a good time uh, since the last time we spoke about these teams here uh, uh, since May 3rd. So we are going to talk about Mario's team first. Is, uh, oh, I'm noticing the big delay here. All right. Sorry about that, guys. So Mario's team is in debt last according to the uh, standings, <laughs> which uh, sucks for him because he's the uh, fantasy baseball expert. So, uh, you know, what? I'm going to go ahead and tag him just so, you see, uh, just so you can see that we're talking about his team here. Um, so I don't know what's going on with him. I don't know. It's, I know he's very a very patient guy when it comes to fantasy. Uh, but yeah, he's near uh, since May 3rd, he's been near the bottom of every single uh, hitting category. And on the pitching side, I think all he has is wins and strikeouts and uh, everything else is just kind of lacking there. So let's take a look at his hitters here. Uh, there's Randy Arrows Arena. You guys see the score here. Not a single player uh, o- over 90, over a 90 score. So what? Uh, this is, the, by the way, this is the fan tracks. This is all done through fan tracks. And I'm assuming that these scores, I don't know how they're calculating them, but I'm treating them like, you know, like MLB, the show rankings or ratings or whatever. Uh, 86 is a pretty good score, but there's no 90, 95 player, not even a 99 type player here on this team. Uh, I was still kind of waiting for Aaron Judge to, uh, I guess he's been doing pretty well. Eight home runs, 18 RBI since May 3rd. Uh, And just so you guys could see, yes, there it is, May 3rd through June 20th. So Arizona is his best player with the seven home runs and a six stolen base. Not the uh, 330 on base percentage is not that good uh, for, for a, a player that's supposed to be at the top. But uh, I mean, Mario will take any type of production at this point. Ryan McMahon has been a kind of a surprise as he's looking, as it looks like he's finally getting uh, everyday appearances. So the, one of the big things with the Colorado Rockies was who the hell's playing in the infield. Cause they have like a million candidates. Ryan McMahon seems to always be at the top of the list, but the Rockies can never guarantee us uh, playing time. Well, he's getting playing time now. And despite the fact that he's only hitting 245 with a 301 uh, uh, batting uh, on base percentage, I should say. Um, he, Ryan McMahon, is uh, Mario's third best player since May 3rd. So I don't know how that's <laughs> possible, but here we are. Ryan Mountcastle, who's been up and down this uh, season, a negative two stolen base and that's, That's not good. Uh, And then, you know, Chris Bryant is having a resurgence of sorts this year. He's owning 100 percent of leagues. But for some reason, he only has a score of 70.54. Not sure why. I mean, the 257 batting average since May 3rd is not. Yeah, that's uh, I guess that's why it's down. Same thing with the pretty relatively low on base percentage. So I'm not sure what might have happened uh with chris bryant since may 3rd but uh yeah that mario needed him to be at the top of the list not midway through the list and the rest of the players jt riomuto um who i still think is the best catcher in all of uh, baseball but uh this is uh the 60.76 score even for a catcher is a little bit concerning so uh there's a <laughs> personal favorite of mine jazz chisholm uh who's gonna come because calmed down to earth a little bit since the last time we spoke about him. Uh, there's Alberto Mondesi, who... Uh, if you guys saw the Baseball Life post from this morning, someone actually suggested that M- Mondesi was better than Tatis, except, you know, if Tatis would... What was it? If Tatis was... The only reason that... uh Oh, what the hell was he saying? Something about Tatis not being injured all the time, so that's why. Uh, I'm sorry, Tatis being injured all the time, so therefore Mondesi is better. I don't know. Not with these numbers. Yeah, the batting average is nice, the on base percentage is nice, but uh, the one walk per ten strikeouts. There's no stolen bases. The one thing that Mondesi is good for is the stolen bases, and he has zero stolen bases. And that since May third, there's something going on. Oh yeah, and then he's been hurt this whole time as well. So. Uh, the other thing that's crippling Mario a little bit is his two center fielders, Mike Trout and Byron Buxton, uh, have been hurt for the majority of this time span. Uh, time span. So we'll see what happens when everybody's fully healthy. Over to the pitchers, uh, Clayton Kershaw, who's uh, an, a very old, 33 years old. I know I joke around that you got to take a player's age and add two years because that is the, that is his actual baseball age. Because uh, you know what do I always tell Sean? 25 is a new 27. Uh, well, 33 is the 35 for Clayton Kershaw. But for Clayton Kershaw, he's been pitching since forever. You might as well have him down as uh, being uh, 37 or 38 at this point. Still productive, though. H- ERA is kind of high. The whip uh, is decently low. Nice strike up per walk ratio. But I don't trust him. Uh, he's just, it's foolish on my part. But I just, you know, I can't trust a guy who has that much mileage on, on his arm and has had a, ser- a series of uh, injuries to go with it as well. Uh, in his defense, it's, it's not arm troubles. It's mostly like back issues and stuff of that, of that nature, but still a little bit concerning that he's rapidly uh, aging and uh, he's just got, he's just going out there with veteran guile and craftsmanship. So, I mean, that's admirable, but something, something that I can't trust. I can't, not in fantasy baseball, at least uh, Aaron Savali making himself a nice season. But again, it's a... If, if Aaron Savali is, like, my fourth or fifth, sixth best starting pitcher, I feel really good about my team. He's my second best pitcher, like he is in Mario's team. I'm I'm a little panicking. I'm a little concerned. And this might explain why Mario is uh, in dead last in the uh, Roto standings as of today. Uh, 45 strikeouts for 59 pitches. Uh, no, man, that's not going to do it for me. I, I can't do it. Julio Urias, uh, my favorite Mexican left-handed pitcher, Uh, 48 strikeouts, 46 innings. That's a little bit better than the Savali line that I just gave you. Um, But again, that's another, I think we talk about it all the time about the Dodgers. I don't trust them. Yeah. uh, You know, for real baseball, it's great the way they're uh, developing their players and their pitchers, but for fantasy baseball, uh, if you know, the pitchers might be young and they might be full of um, uh, what do you call it? Uh, Prospect pedigree and all that. and, And the stuff is there, but they they have a tendency to kind of baby their players a little bit, so yeah, that's a that's a tough sell for me. Uh, so, but good for him. But there's a reason why he's listed at at an 85 and not higher. At least that's my hypothesis in all the ma- in this matter. Another guy, Zach Greinke, who's age 37, might as well add. he might as well be 40 at this point. Lots of mileage on that arm. But he I mean there, there's another guy who knows how to pitch, very crafty. But the 39 strikeouts for 54 innings, uh, that's not. That's not going to cut it only a for a guy who's very, uh, has a lot of control or is known for his control. Only a three strike up walk ratio compared to Clayton Kershaw, who's at six and a half since May 3rd. That's yeah, a little concerning. Yeah. Even for a starting pitcher, you still want those high numbers and three is okay. But if he's, if, if, if I'm getting a three for my fourth best starting pitcher, again, a little concerning Jose Berrios, the, um, the enigmatic Jose Berrios, uh, having a decent season but again the strikeouts are low compared to the innings pitch uh you know it's commendable that Clayton Kershaw has more strikeouts in innings pitch it's a little bit of a head scratcher that Jose Barrios isn't matching Clayton Kershaw in the strikeouts department so I, I, and then there's James Karincheck. We you guys we talk about Clay, uh, James Karencheck all the time um, he's uh, supplying the saves and the holds so good for Mario Uh, Same thing with Jordan Romano supplying the saves and the holds, not a blown save between the two of them. I'm not here to talk about all the players uh, because that would take way too much time. Just wanted to point out the possible reasonings why uh, Mario's team uh, is somewhere near the bottom of the list here. Um, Yeah. At a 98 uh, Roto points again, it's a win loss league, but I like to look at the Roto standings just because it gives me a, a good indicator as to how these teams are doing in terms of, uh, what do you call it, Uh, overall production. Um, Because sometimes it's kind of, we go three and four days in our uh, scoring period, so there's a lot of flukiness to it. Um, But uh, in terms of Mario, he has a lot of work to do. He has his work cut off for himself. He needs to do something to right the ship, uh, because now he's being mixed with Matthew Whelan, who, uh, I'm sorry, Matthew, I, I like you, bro, but... Yeah, you, you might have the worst team in, in this league. So let's take a look at Matthew's team now. There he is in 10th place on the Roto standings with 135 points right here. Uh, let's see. Uh, he's lack, He lacks power. He makes up for it with strikeouts and high batting average. So to me, I think we talked about it last time. He he lacks power, but he has a lot of uh, punch and Judy hitters that kind of just slap the ball. It's like but his team is how I imagine and envision it. So a bunch of David Fletcher's on that team. You guys know how I feel about David Fletcher. Uh, pitching's really good. We talk about his pitching all the time, and, and it's living up to uh, uh, the hype there. So let's go ahead and sort it. But um, let's see here. There's Shohei Jaktandi. Uh, Let's go to Shohei Tandy on the pitching side as well. But let's start with the hitters. Uh, again, same same thing with uh, Mario and Randy Arena, who only had an 85. Freddie Freeman, you know, all-star stud that he is. 82 score Uh, that's your MVP from last year it should be high way higher than that it has to be unfortunately um, for whatever reason he got off to a slow start but yeah he's doing a little bit better since May 3rd 272 batting average 372 on base percentage so that's what we're looking for Uh, as I go ahead and tag Matthew to see that we're talking about his team uh so freddie freeman's gonna be okay he i just i'm a little concerned that his score is a little bit uh on the low side tim anderson also on the low side at 79.49 uh, 79 and a half i know he's he was hurt for a little bit but he did come back uh, maybe it's because the lack of power this year two only two home runs uh he's plus five on the stolen base department so that's good the 302 batting average with a 345 on base uh that's weird i don't understand why he's ranked so low but would explain why Matthew's team isn't that good either. So uh, Alex Verdugo, if Sean were here, he would tell you how much he loves the guy and uh, how much he admires his game. And he's having a good season Uh, at 280 batting average. The on-base is a little low for a player of his caliber. That's okay, though. He's still learning on the job. He qualifies at all outfield positions. so That's a big plus for Matthew there. Um, I just don't understand why he's ranked so low. But again, you're seeing a correlation here. When your highest uh, scoring player is eighty-two, your whole team struggles. We saw the bad numbers on the roto standings for Matthew Whelan. The lack of power since May third. The no no run production. Walks are down, and I I, I do think that the score might have the scores here have might have something to do with it um here's david fletcher like again this is how i envision if if there was one player that would uh, personify matthews team it's david fletcher it's just a bunch of david fletcher's 294 batting average but low on base percentage and let's see here high batting average uh here we are you know he's getting the nine points for the batting average but low on base percentage there's the five points for the on base percentage for matthews trouble since may 3rd uh, Buster Posey. There, so, we saw uh, real Muto at a what was it, a 67 uh, 67 score, Buster Posey at 72, even though he's 34. And uh, again, you add two years, he's probably 36 in baseball years. Um, but he's having a bounce back season that we talk about all the time. The uh, year off did uh, wonders for the guy three total on uh, batting average, 405 on base. Uh, what more can you say about Buster Posey that other podcasts and other uh, people have not said about him already? So, uh, let's see. Uh, the guy here, Steven Duggar, only 25% own uh, for the Giants, uh, having some sort of a breakout of sorts uh, with the six home runs, 18 RBI strikes out a little bit too much for my liking. But hey, the stolen bases uh, plus four, that'll work anywhere. So good for him uh how's how's Matthew doing on the stolen bases uh yeah it's eight and a half so I'm not surprised with this team you know he has uh Charlie Marte even though he's 32 years old again baseball numbers maybe 34 35 he's a plus seven so the speed is still there at least the the at the very least the opportunities for stolen bases are still there so a lot of veterans on his team Mike Jastrzemski Justin Turner uh so we a lot of guys with safe floors but not a lot of upside. And then the guy who was supposed to have a lot of upside Alec Baum, uh for the Philadelphia Phillies, your third baseman, just massively struggling here Two thirty-nine average uh, that only one home run since May 3rd, uh, that, that really sucks. So again, I don't want to talk about all the players cause we'll be here all, all, all day. And, uh, but yeah, you, you, that's a little snapshot as to what uh, Matthew is having to go through uh, on his team. Now we saw that the pitching's really good. So Walker Bueller, he has a hundred score. I mean, it's, it's not the pitching that's letting Matthew down. It's the, it's the hitting and the, and the inability to get players who could produce runs. And cause he, he has the, he has the hit tool stuff down to, down to uh, a science. Matthew does. He just needs to up his uh, run production game. I don't know. He needs to trade some of those, uh, tr- maybe tr- trade some of those stolen base guys and, and get some uh, guys with more power and maybe some uh, higher scores here. But Walker, but on the pitching side, especially on the starting pitching side, he's solid with Walker Buehler, Kyle Hendricks, Jacob Degrom. Where he struggles is that it's unfortunately a very top-heavy team in terms of starting pitching. Uh, I know Spencer Turnbull's injured and he still has him on the team. Uh, the bullpen's doing okay for him with uh, with Daniel Bard and Lucas Sims now looking like he's the new closer. Jake Diekman providing the saves and the holds as well, although oh. Uh, he also provides a blown saves as well, as you guys can see here from Jake's, I'm sorry, from Jake Diekman, uh, Garrett Coquette also with three holds, but, um, yeah, it's very top heavy in terms of starting pitching. It's like Bueller, Hendricks, and the Grom and you know, with the Grom being hurt, that's why the score so low, uh, at 89, but if he were healthy, I'm pretty sure he'd be closer to 100, uh, than 90, um. But yeah, I think there's a lot of there's a lack of depth here. Jacob Junis is still on the team for some for ungodly reason. Eight seventy four ERA, two point oh two nine WHIP. Uh, so yeah, Matthew, uh, he has a good base here. He has a good foundation. If he just did a little bit more homework, a little bit more work, and and just uh, bolster that that starting rotation, I think he'd be in a lot better shape than he is right now. But as of right now. Uh, as you guys can see, he's only five and nine since May 3rd, uh, sharing the bottom of the uh, win-loss column with uh, Mario and the next team that we're going to talk about. Uh, Jet, our, my buddy Jet from Milwaukee, uh, from the Milwaukee area. He's a big Brewers fan. So let me go ahead and tag him down. Um, there he is. Actually, there he was. Now he's gone. There he is. And I'm going to take a little coffee break here. As, uh, that's our second team. But I'm going to go ahead and... Uh, try to multitask and set this uh set this up so we can uh, see all the other teams but let me go here we're looking at jets team here hold on let me take a sip Suitors philo raptors mm. ah, i'll tell you what guys man nothing like talking baseball and drinking coffee on a sunday morning nothing quite like it we are spoiled i am spoiled i should say not we because not everybody has a podcast on a Sunday morning like I do. So, <laughs> Suter, actually, he's doing a lot better. Uh, this So, uh, Jet uh, running a little bit to some bad luck here. Uh, the standings don't show it um, at 5 and 9, but he's middle of the pack, if not top four, it looks like. Yep, top four in terms of the roto standings. So, if this was a roto league, he'd be in really good shape. But let's take a look here. Uh, I mean, this is a rare, rare combination or at least I think it is, of singles and doubles being, you know, in double digits in terms of the scoring here. Uh, He doesn't have triples, but he has the stolen bases, so that's always admirable. The batting average is good. The on-base percentage is not good, so uh, that might be part of the problem is that he's relying on batting average and not the on-base. Starting pitcher, however, uh, there's your Waterloo right there. All the starting pitching uh, categories like wins and strikeouts have let uh, Jet down drastically. But the bullpen, he always has good bullpen arms. Uh, The saves are there. The holds are there. Uh, The ERA is not there, unfortunately, for him. Uh, He keeps the ball in the ballpark. Jet's team does. But, um, yeah, everything else is kind of a mixed bag. But, yeah, the bullpen is probably – and we're going to see right now that the bullpen is going to be the one that's um, keeping him on – on above water a little bit but let's start with the hitters and right there 91 fernando tatis jr i think last year he was closer to 100 than 90 uh, still a good score again this is since may 3rd but i think the injuries i mean you see the little red flag he's uh, once again that shoulder is bothering him he's day to day um but yeah if it wasn't for the injury he'd probably be closer to 100 uh but here's where your problem is you're you're, you're according to this thing rymel tapia is your second best player uh when rymel tapia is your second best player you're in big trouble and oh Kind of having a breakout year of sorts, but yeah, uh, the 335 on base. I mean, this is Jets team in a, in a nutshell: high on base. Uh, I'm sorry, high batting average, low on base percentage. Jets team is Raimel Tapia personified, and that's not good. That's not good. Raimel Tapia uh, uh, to you know bolster your depth, be a, a, a third or fourth outfielder, that's fine. But to be the second best player on your team, well, you can see why Jet has been five and nine since uh, May third. So uh, there's Tailscar Hernandez. Uh, we had a lot uh, of, uh, what do you call it? High hopes for Tailscar Hernandez. Uh, and there it is. He's uh, a, a solid 83, 83, solid 83 score right there with the high on base percentage to boot. The one thing I don't like about him is he strikes out way too much. But you know what? Everybody's striking out too much, right? Adoles Garcia, that's another guy we talked about uh, last month, I believe. Um, I know Sean doesn't like him a lot. I mean, who could blame him with the low on base percentage? But hey, this is what you do when you get a, a guy who steals a lot of bases, right? That's a plus six stolen base net. Uh, that's, I mean, that's that's good. That's really good, especially in our league. He has a 12 home runs to, to so that there's a power speed combo potential there at the age of 28. So kind of a, a of a late bloomer. Adolis Garcia is qualifies at two outfield positions, but that's the that's the trade-off when you when you get a guy who could steal that many bases, you are risking uh giving up a lot of skill and that, there's a lack of skill right there with a 310 on base percentage. Uh Jared Walsh uh he, you could say that he's the reason why the Angels had to let Albert Pujols go uh <laughs> from his gargantuan contract uh but he's uh supplying the power right here, 11 home runs since May 3rd, but he's kind of gotten into a little bit of a slump with a 242 uh, batting average and a 307 on base. Uh, Chris Taylor, Swiss Army knife that he is well, the Adamas, uh, that's kind of a now it's a Homer pick at the beginning of the season it wasn't, but now it's a Homer pick since he got traded to the Brewers but it's a it's a decent Homer pick uh, for jet there as uh, he supplies a decent amount of power with seven home runs, 13 doubles, uh, still 47 strikeouts. that's a kind of a red flag there. but the 283 average and the 353 on base that will fly anywhere. but here's the reason why probably the big reason why jet is struggling uh when DJ here should be at the very least the second best player on this team and he's somewhere in the middle of the pack with a 73 score that's 320 on base percentage he got that big contract and what he got comfortable or something or maybe he's just off to a slow start who knows you know it's hard to tell but uh, that's not I'm pretty sure that's not what Jet was expecting when he uh I forgot if he kept them oh it would say right here right there's usually a, a little lock that says that he was a keeper so he probably drafted him drafted him early. Oh, yeah, yeah, he did draft him early, I believe. I think we talked about him because we made fun of him that he might have drafted him too soon. We make fun of Jet Straps every year, and then last year it proved that it didn't matter. This year it's hurting him a little bit than last year, but we'll see. We're only halfway through the season, so plenty of time to right the ship here. Uh, and that's uh, – you got the rest of the guys. Will Smith, I know that's a Sean favorite right there. Joey Wendell, who's having a decent season, but uh, not sure how he's done with the plane time since uh, – Willie Adams got traded. I haven't been keeping track, but I mean, it seems like it's good enough. 297 average, 378 on base. Even if he plays part-time, at least the rate stats are taken care of there. And uh, you guys can see the rest of the list there. Again, I don't want to talk about too many of these guys because we only have uh, so much time to talk about these guys. And we got, uh, what do you call it, nine other teams to go. Uh, we always still make fun of uh, the Oakland A's because Chris Bassett is the race. Yeah, the A's are going to win their division with Chris Bassett. As their, uh, as their ace pitcher. But hey, it's working. It's working for them with a the 309 ERA, the .926 e, uh, whip there, and the 5.6 strikeout per walk ratio. Can you say Cy Young award candidate for the American League? The 62 strikeouts with the 58 innings pitch. I, you know, I'll, 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 I'll admit it. I was wrong. I know this is, these are stats for May 3rd. I'm not quite sure how they are uh in in terms of year to date but i mean th- this is gonna fly anywhere th- this would go look well on any team uh you would take the 96 score um on on your fantasy roster right now even on your real team you'll take a chris bassett right now uh i wish sean was here to tell, to tell me more about uh the peripherals and the Statcast numbers unfortunately he's not so we will just have to take the uh the traditional stats at face value and say that he's a really good pitcher. Lance Lynn, also a really good pitcher. So, yeah, I mean, he has the two strong guys at the top, Jet does, uh, with the 57 strikeouts, 51 innings pitch for Lance Lynn, minuscule ERA and whip. So that's not the problem. Adam Wainwright, I know that he he just got picked up. He must have gotten picked up because I had Adam Wainwright for a while, and then he kind of uh, self-destructed back in May, and then he kind of bounced back. So since May 3rd, he's actually uh, looked pretty damn good. But like I said, I I had him last year. He did very admirable. Uh, but this year, he kind of shat the bed for me. So I dropped him, but Jet took advantage. And now he's uh, he has Adam Wainwright on his team, solidifying that starting rotation. Alex Reyes, uh, yeah, uh, the rate stats are not good. But in this league, he hasn't blown a save. He has 10 saves since uh, May 3rd. You, you can't ask for better if you're an Alex Reyes uh Owner and the strikeouts will always travel. This is that the control is a problem for Alex Reyes. But uh yeah, as long as he's getting those saves and it's not blowing any saves. I mean, what, what you can't complain too much, just have to live with the low rate, uh, with the uh, awful rate stats, the the bad whip and the bad strike up or walk ratio. Corbin Burns, everybody's uh uh flavor of the month. What back in April or May when when he, he broke a record of sorts about having the most strikeouts without a, issuing a walk to start the season, he's you know, come down a little bit, down to earth a little bit. Now he has tall walks since May 3rd. What a bum! Uh, the whip isn't where he has to be. The ERA has risen a little bit, but that's okay. We're seeing that Jed has a pretty damn good uh, uh, rotation, so we're not gonna we're not gonna attack him too much on the rotation. Uh, there might be some injury concerns. Uh, the fact that uh, Chris Bassett has pitched in 58 innings and burns only at their in 39, same thing with Ian Anderson. So we'll get, so that might be another issue. It might be some health issues uh, since May 3rd. Why? And that might be, that might explain why jet has been five and nine since that time span. Uh, Matt Barnes, who I have in my uh, points league, he's kind of a frustrating player to have has three blown saves since uh, May 3rd, but ERA is respectable. Whip is way better than uh, Alex Reyes. same thing with the strikeout per walk ratio. So good rate stats there Victor Gonzalez um he's providing the hold same thing with Tyler Duffy so it's a solid team but yeah again it's it's lacking in in some depth there might be some uh contra- uh injury issues yeah he doesn't have a lot of pitchers overall it looks like he's just depending when when the top guys aren't pitching when, he's looks like jet is just depending on on bullpen games which a lot of us have to do but i feel i feel like jet uh is really um leaning heavily on that strategy when there's not enough uh starts because again we go we change our lineups every Monday and Fridays. So the uh what do you call it? Um, uh, the uh the, the the availability on the starting pitchers are is not always gonna be there. Uh so I could see why you want to rely on a lot of bullpen arms but still that's it seems like there's not a lot of starting starting pitchers at all on that team so so, i don't know just like steph that might explain the five and nine records since may uh we move up there's our guy our fearless leader henry let me go ahead and tag him so he knows that we're talking about him um no not hennessy it's henry also known as life group difference so we'll tag that as well uh six and eight records since may 3rd i know he's uh vocally uh shown his frustration um he shared his frustration with us so let's take a look why his team's so bad well I mean right off the bat no pun in, I mean actually yeah pun intended uh the offensive numbers are low the only thing he has going is this the walks and strikeouts so he does a good job on getting uh, getting the walks doesn't do a good job of uh, limiting the I mean does a good job sorry he does a good job of taking walks limiting strikeouts uh, decent uh, stolen base uh, potential decent amount of uh, run production in terms of the RBI um but the uh, batting average is lacking the on base is respectable but still it's you look at the runs singles doubles triples home runs it's um uh, it's pretty damn low let's move over to this uh pitching side of things so i'm i'm guessing he has really good starting pitching a decent bullpen but not enough saves and uh and it looks like his uh closers have blown a lot of saves lately but let's Take a look at his uh, hitters. And again, right off the bat, Cedric Mullins is your best player, which is respectable. It's admirable. As I take another sip of coffee here, bear with me, guys. Hmm. Oh, man, that's good. Uh, oh, geez. Uh, Leon Tompkins uh, joining us. I didn't see this comment before, but Leon Tompkins uh, uh, vomiting at the Miguel Sano. I don't know when we t- – I-, I don't think we talked about Miguel Sano, but somebody has Miguel Sano and he Leon vomited. So we'll, uh, I didn't see him, but I, I agree. knowing <laughs> <laughs> his high strikeouts and his Adam Dunn approach to life. Um, happy Father's Day. Corey Richmond uh, chiming in this morning. Thank you guys for joining me again. I'm flying solo. Uh, I'm not sure what happened to Sean, but uh, uh, hope he's doing okay on a, on this Sunday morning in, in Alabama. I know Alabama uh I don't. I thought I saw that they had some sort of weather issues. It might have been North Carolina. I don't know. We'll see. But uh, yeah, if you're having weather issues, stay safe and uh, have this podcast on as I will be entertaining you as best I can. Melvin also coming, chiming in with the Happy Father's Day, bro. Cubs fan from Nashville, Tennessee. He's been a friend of the show. He's been on this podcast before. He's been on the other podcast as well. Dong City in particular. I do apologize for the screaming baby. I, as you guys know, I am a father. Uh, so Yeah looking to wrap this show up as quickly as possible so I can go see what the hell is wrong with her all right Cedric Mullins again uh admirable but it's kind of concerning when Cedric Mullins is your best player um 95 score I listen nine home runs eight stolen base net that's pretty damn good but if Cedric Mullins was your fifth or sixth best player since May 3rd Henry would be doing a lot better but so but as of right now Henry's doing a good job of just treading water staying above water trying to you know hold on to the rope and see when the other guys would pick up the pace like Carlos Correa, who at a score of 90, he has picked up the pace, nine home runs, 299 average, 420 on base percentage. Let's go. Carlos Correa, the trash cans are back. Uh, he's uh, going to make uh, the Astros great again, right? Francisco Lindor, he's kind of slowly but surely going back up, uh, regression going his way. Uh Still not where he needs to be, but the seven home runs and five stolen base net. That's gonna uh, keep Henry uh, happy for uh, even though the production, uh, the rest of the production isn't there up to Francisco Lindor's uh, benchmarks that we've seen from him before. Um, I'm sorry, Melvin, you gotta be uh, you gotta be specific. We're on a delay here, so you gotta tell me who's made the adjustment. You gotta be specific, bro. So Melvin's telling me someone made a, uh, an adjustment. I'm not sure who it is. I'm pretty sure it's Carlos Correa, but we are on a delay. So you, yeah, on your comments, you gotta tell me which players you're talking about, so I can address them. Uh, yeah, Correa is looking good he adjusted his approach. Thank you for that. I appreciate that. Again, we're in like a two-minute, three-minute delay, I've noticed, so I do apologize. That's a Facebook Zoom thing, so sorry. So we're not live all the way live. It's, it's like TV, right? The TV broadcast, they, they're on a, what, seven-second delay uh, as well. So um, yeah, next time you see uh, Janet Jackson at the Super Bowl, make sure your DVRs are running because uh, you know you you never know. You never know what, what you're going to catch, right? Gene Segura is hurt, but uh, Gene Segura... What the hell happened? It's like, I thought, honestly, I thought Gene Segura's career was done and over and done with, but he's back and he looks better than ever. 31 years old, as I mentioned, uh, in baseball age, that's maybe a 33 at this point, but still, uh, he could still be dependent on the stolen bases, a 388 on base. I mean, yeah, this is a really good team. I just don't, uh, in terms of the hitters so far uh, that we're seeing, Gavin Lux is uh, showing that, he, that he's for real. Uh, Michael Brantley, Michael Brantley, just the ultimate professional baseball hitter. 345 uh, average, 395 on base. What more can you ask for from a uh, Michael Brantley? Uh, Giancarlo Stanton, uh, 374 on base. Uh, the problem with him is health. So yeah, that's another issue. Might might be a big reason why Henry's team doesn't look as good uh, at, at only 6-8 and eight since May 3rd. But uh, if Giancarlo Stanton continues to produce the way he's been producing, uh, that might be trouble for the rest of us. Uh, well, here's a problem right here. Jesus Aguilar, you need to Maybe it might, might be time to cut bait. There's, you can find a first baseman uh, anywhere in this league. I know our league, <sighs> our, our, our waiver wire isn't as strong as other people's waiver wires. We do have 30 roster spots for all the 12 teams. So that's a lot of players to, uh, to roster. Therefore, our waiver wire isn't as strong. But I'm pretty sure you could find out whatever first baseman out there. But I don't know. There might there might be sentimental value as well. Yasmani Grandal, <laughs> the 183 average is bad. The 414 on base is good. So let me double check something here. Uh, yeah, low average, high on base. That's uh, Henry's team right there. Henry's team is Yasmani Grandal personified. So congratulations. All right. So let's move. On. And there's Anthony Rendon, hurt. Uh, Miguel Andujar. Uh, ooh, it might be time to cut bait with him too. 270 on base uh just let it go man let it go be like elsa all right so we talked enough about his hitters let's look at the pitchers of course trevor bauer at the top of the list carlos rodan who's uh not just gone for one no hitter but he's also uh floored with two with a second no hitter which uh, looks like he lost out recently i know this because I, I have him on my team and it would have been nice to get another no hitter but alas uh herman marquez who we talked about um uh, the a uh, couple weeks ago, the last time I was with Sean, we talked about his struggles. Looks like he's slowly but surely trying to piece things together. Uh, Dylan Sees is kind of having a breakout year, uh, but you know, lately he's shown that uh, that he can uh, struggle, um, that he still has some issues with command. So we'll see. We'll continue to monitor that. But in the meantime, uh, yeah, Henry has a, himself a really good starting rotation. There's another Herman, So we got the Marquess of Germany and the Sunday German uh, Domingo Herman of the Yankees uh, having a bounce back season. Uh, I think Melvin kind of warned us about him. He's like, hey, look out for this Domingo Herman guy. He's in the Caribbean league. He's going to do some wonders. Speaking of which, uh, Melvin has some things to say. Okay. So Henry Maldonado. Okay. So thank you for the insight. Henry Maldonado picked up Mullins late too. Nice pick. Save him from the basement for sure. Yes, he has. Uh, Melvin also says about Jesus Aguilar, Mr. Meaning meaningless stat. And I couldn't agree with him more than I do right now. Uh, Sonny gray also hurt. So that's hurting him as well. Jack Flaherty. So imagine Jack Flaherty and Sonny gray. We have with Henry's team a really good starting rotation compared to the other teams that we talked about. Uh, But yeah, the injuries have just been riddling him all over the place. So Kind of wondering to see where uh, Henry's team would, would would look like if it were healthy. The bullpen is a concern, though. Negative, <laughs> negative two net saves for Giovanni Gallagos, but he does bring the holds. So you got to take the good the good with the bad here. Uh, who, who's the other guy? Uh, oh, Gregory Soto. I think he lost the closers role in Detroit. He sucks, though. I mean, 1.5 strikeout per walk, 1.4 whip. These are all stats that we keep track of. So, yeah, that this is hurting Henry's team. So it's not just ah, who cares about these Ming fancy Mingy stats? No, these are scoring stats. These are the stats that we keep track of uh, on a, a period-to-period basis. And Gregory Soto probably hurts Henry more than helps, despite the fact that he does come with holes and the saves. Um, but I think Soto did lose the uh, the closer's role in Detroit, I believe. Will Smith getting jiggy with it—that's a solid choice right there. Only a 60 score. I want—I don't know why. Um, that's kind of. That's kind of interesting and peculiar, but yeah, he doesn't have a lot of uh, bullpen. Um, what do you call it? A lot of bullpen uh, depth. So that's something that Henry might need to address uh, moving forward. As you know, if he had a little bit of a bullpen, I know that the starters are hurt, but Henry's not doing himself any favors by kind of uh, ignoring the bullpen uh, as far as those numbers go. Um, and if there's other bullpen arms that he has, they're not showing up on the on the leaderboard there. So I don't know. Might be time to. Uh, upgrade a little bit there we move on now to james's team uh james uh he is comfortably in first actually he's not he's comfortably in eighth since may 3rd let's see here six and eight just like henry so where is he on the big board yeah he's uh, doing worse than uh henry henry according to the roto stats should be tied for fifth and comfortably in first is somewhere in eighth or ninth place so let's take a look here at James's team, James Handabode. Uh, yeah, not a lot, not a lot of power. The no power, no RBI. Hey, does a good job of uh, taking his walks, but he strikes out a little bit too much. Stolen bases are not are almost non-existent. The average is bad, but the on-base is good. I wonder if we have another Yasmani Grandal situation going there. Uh, starting pitching is middle of the road. Gives up too many home runs gives up too many on base uh you know we do keep track uh on base percentage is another stat that we use uh there's the rate stats are bad so i'm wondering if there's a lack of bullpen and just yeah the, the, the start the pitching's bad it's just in shambles but we start with the hitters as always and again <laughs> when jonathan sculp is your best player i understand it's since may 3rd right but when he's your best player you're in trouble man i'm sorry james i, I admire you i like you go check out his gaming uh uh twitch channel i forgot what it was called uh I know it's related to – something, it has something to do with, uh, with Sly Cooper. Sly Cooper – oh, yeah, that reminds me i got to tag the guy. Sly Cooper and the Thievius uh, Raccoonus or whatever it's called. I know it has something to do with that, but, yeah, go check it out. So, Jonathan Scope is your best player, which is fine. 11 home runs, 319 average, so great pickup if – I'm assuming you pick them off of waivers, but that's not a good sign. Same thing with Robbie Grossman. He's your second best player. Again, we talked about him. Uh, uh, here on the podcast as a, as a good, uh, stop gap, uh, player outfielder, good fourth, uh, get off the bench player for your fantasy teams to, for, to just, uh, delve in, um, and fill in, sorry for an injured player, but yeah, if he's going to be your second best player, you're in deep trouble. 351 on base percentage that's gonna travel. That's since May 3rd, but still Oduble Herrera. I mean, this is Adam Frazier. This is basically uh I messed up on the draft, and the waiver wire guys are, are are trying to help me out here. Um again, admirable James. I, I like what you're trying to do here, but your 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 keepers and your early round draft picks are letting you down, as you can see here. Xander Bogart's one, two, three, four, five. Your best, your fifth best player. Again, that's pretty damn good, but Xander Bogarts somebody you probably drafted early on he should be at the top of the list even though again it's since May 3rd but still that's not a good sign and it might explain your struggles here Trey Mancini great story coming back from cancer uh producing so there's a lot of so see with James there's a lot of and we saw in the uh, standings and the roto standings that there's a lot of guys middle of the pack guys right a lot of 80s guys right compared to the other teams that we saw it's like a couple of 80s guys and then a bunch of 70s guys and a lot more 60s guys James has a lot of 80s guys a lot of safe floor guys but where's the upside I'm wondering where are the upside guys there's Brandon Crawford having a a rejuvenation of sorts Paul Goldschmidt again probably somebody that he drafted uh, 329 on base percentage I mean he's been on a downward slope for a while now Joey Gallo um, I don't know nine home runs that's pretty good but for Joey Gallo I want all the home runs not just some of the home runs I want double digit home runs you're also getting uh, also with Paul Goldschmidt you're getting four stolen base nights so that's pretty damn good so I commend you for that but the 208 average from Joey Gallo Sean if Sean were here he probably I told you guys I warned you about Joey Gallo he's not that good I'll tell you I reckon that the batting average was gonna hurt you and there you are I told you about it I warned you about it I'm, that's my Sean impersonation I, I my southern accent's bad I'm, I do apologize but that's what Sean sounds like to me uh, when he uh gets on his high horse and it does his little victory laps which we always encourage here you know why we encourage victory laps because the haters are always going to tell us how wrong we are so fuck them so <laughs> Luis Urias a uh, little bounce back here as uh, he looks like he's solidified as a everyday player from Milwaukee Kyle Seeger uh, uh people were telling me about Kyle Seeger being steady and reliable now, now with these numbers no way same thing with Daniel Suarez. I feel I feel you man James, I have Eugenio Suarez and Christian Yelich in my points league. It's I'm off to a slow start as well. I finally scratched my way up to 500, but I'm struggling to win my game this week in my points league as well. So uh, I feel your struggle. But yeah, uh, but yeah, basically this is the reason why James is like not having a good time right now. If his uh, if his uh, foundation players were picking up the slack, they would probably be at the top of the list, and James wouldn't rely so much on the waiver wire guys. So. Uh, but it is what it is. Uh, let's move on to the um, like same thing with the pitchers. Luis Garcia is your best pitcher, another waiver-wire guy. If Luis Garcia is like your fourth or fifth best starting pitcher, that's you, you're doing a good job. He's your best pitcher since May 3rd, however. Uh, you're in trouble because uh, Max Fried isn't picking up. He's not living up to expectations. Sean Manea is not living up to expectations. Aaron Nola is not living up to his lofty expectations. Same thing with Chris Paddock, who we sh- he showed up on our on our dirty dozen uh, pitchers who have let people down this year, uh, even though the numbers are, are you know, commendable. Um, there's something lacking. There's a reason why he's at 79 and not at 90 like Luis Garcia is. I just can't quite put my finger on it. Uh, the strikeouts are decent, but they're, they're, it's not 60 strikeouts like Luis Garcia. Um I don't know. I can't quite. Oh, it might be the home runs. He's at 1.5 home runs per nine innings, which is another stat that we keep track of. Uh, Raisel Iglesias. Um, well, he's actually doing a lot better than I thought. So good for him. Jake McGee. We told him on the air. Yeah, that this is the <laughs> this is the uh, advantage of uh, being close with us and being in our league is that we will tell you who to pick up, even if it's against our own um, uh, our own uh, benefit. But we did tell uh, James to pick up Jake Jake, Jake McGee. Uh, when he showed up on our podcast, and sure enough, he has helped out immensely. Mark Melanson, well, that's that's gonna suck for him 1.6 whip, 1.2 strikeout per walk ratio. So, yeah, a lot, a big mixed bag here for James. There's some good things about it. I mean, there's a reason why he's kind of in the middle of the pack of things, but uh, th- this, I don't know, it's like I just see a guy who keeps shooting himself in the foot or just. I don't want to be too mean with the guy because he's a, you know, I like the kid, but man, it's like, you look at his team and it's like, where's the upside coming from? And how long before he uh, has to start losing patience on some of these established players that he drafted or kept from last year. I, I mean, I feel you, man. I feel you, but man, it's, it is what it is. I mean, it's not much you can do about it, except keep waiting, I guess, at this point, maybe make some big trades. But at this point, a lot of your, the guys that people want are going to try to a lot of the guys are going to try to lowball you, so you might not have a choice but to stay put and wait it out. But we are halfway through the season, so there's plenty of time to improve, but at the same time, there's not a lot of time to improve. It's a hell of a catch 22, so good luck the rest of the season there. Uh, Melina Applebaum, who's Mike Harvey, Mike Harvey has been um, his team uh, is going from doing a, a from last to first kind of thing, he's been uh teasing. First place uh in the standings the last couple of weeks or so. But since May 3rd, he's now he's looked pretty ordinary. I think he's now in the top five still, but he's been dropping in the standings every week, it seems like. So let's let's find out why all of a sudden Mike Harvey is struggling after getting off to such a great start. Uh okay, so lots of singles, so lots of triples, lots of stolen bases, but there's no doubles, no home runs, no RBI. Uh-oh, we, I think we have a reason as to why Mike Harvey's been struggling lately. So <laughs> you can only imagine uh, the slappy hitters that he has on the team right now. So no power and lots of slap-happy hitters out there. A bunch of Nick Magicals on the team. You guys know how I feel about Nick Magical at this point. Uh, starting pitcher's okay with 11 quality starts. Uh, decent amount of wins and strikeouts. The rate stats are awful, though. So I don't know what he has to do to address the rate stats in terms of pitching. But let's take a look at his team. Ozzy Albies, again, uh, if, if Sean were here uh, he'd probably be <laughs> raising hell at this moment how Ozzy Alba's overrated. he's not that good you guys you know was, again that's my awful Sean. Again my, my Alabama accent's not very good. Yeah, I, I only talk to the guy every week and it's still not on still not a pet. Oh we have some comments. I wasn't paying attention. Uh, Melvin bro in my family's league we picked up our teams based on fandom. I'm dominating with the Cubs bullpen. Hey, <laughs> take advantage, man. Gotta take advantage. Uh, suddenly the Cubs have a good bullpen. Use that insider information to your advantage. But yeah, be wary of, uh, of being full-fledged homers. You don't want to be uh, that guy who has all the White Sox players on his team and his team sucks for whatever reason. Not that I'm talking about anybody in particular. Matt Bushnell, <laughs> football life podcast. All right, uh, James, bro, I had a bad draft and then everyone I actually drafted well got hurt. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Duffy was supposed to do so much for me and went down so early. I think he's talking about Danny Duffy. Aaron Nola is a major disappointment. We talked about him already. I'm just thinking on my big guys coming back. Yeah, like I mentioned, I'm trying to make trades, but nobody's opening trades. That's the thing. I don't want to. I wish Sean were here so we could talk about that. But yeah, it seems like, despite the fact that our, wa- are we, I talked about it already, our waiver wire is so thin because we have 30 uh, players uh, on every roster. So 360 players have to be drafted. But our, our waiver wire is so thin you think that we'd be more open to trades and we can trade draft picks, but there's only been maybe a, a couple of trades and they've both been involved. Uh, both, uh, all of them have involved Sean Flannery, our, our, our co-commissioner, uh, my co-host who in uh, missing in action today. And I don't know why I, I, I honestly thought that because the waiver wire was so thin and we had, uh, you know, the ability to keep multiple, mi- uh, more minor leagues uh, players than what I'm used to. We, we, we are able to hold on to five minor league players um, trade draft picks uh, we have all these uh, positions that need to be filled uh, we have all these starting pitchers that need to uh, be filled and um, accounted for because we have a 12 inning pitch uh, minimum that needs to be reached every week you would think that more trades would be going back and forth and it's quite the opposite it's actually less trades and I don't know. Maybe it's just the fact that everybody thinks that they had depth. Although we've seen some of these teams. Nah, bro. You, nah, these teams these teams need to make some trades, like desperately, because you're, you're not going to – the waiver wire is not going to save you this year. Anyway, who are we talking about? Oh, Mike Carvey. Okay, Ozzy Alves. Uh, you know, we talk about him all the time. Whit Merrifield, uh, ageless wonder that he is. Still, you know, 12 stolen base, like Jesus Christ. Uh, he lacks home runs. So w- w- there you go. <laughs> so uh, wait, how, how's the average and stuff? Average, okay. Uh, yeah mike harvey is whit mirrorfield personified whit mirrorfield is where whit mirrorfield goes that's where mike harvey's team goes as well um i see we got more people watching uh chris wow chris from san francisco i think she's from san francisco waking up early to join me this morning happy um i was gonna say happy father's day to you too why not sure yay only men should have father's day i don't care whatever i see her raise her son she does a great job good job there chris uh dan butler also watching also from nashville just like melvin so thank you guys for joining me on this father's day morning uh, Trey Turner, oh, that's another good player. I like him a lot. So, yeah, if you're gonna be a punch and Judy team with a lot, and, and, and you can see why uh, uh, Mike got off to such a really good start when you got guys got like Albies, Merrifield, Turner. Yeah, I know I, I make fun of the guys with the slapping, happy, slappy, happy go lucky nature with their bats, but if you're gonna produce like this, then yes, I admire your your ability. Ame Rosario being relevant, something he couldn't do with the Mets, JP Crawford. I mean, Jesus Christ. <laughs> It's a who's who of middle infielders out here. Uh Carlos Santana. There's your power source. And when Carlos Santana is your power source, you're in big trouble. Mitch Hanager, a little bit of a homer pick. I know Micah is a Cardinals fan, but he lives in Eastern Washington. So I'm pretty sure the Mariners, he gets a lot of the Mariners game. So he watches a lot of Mariners game. Nelson Cruz is also on the team. Uh, But Nelson Cruz, something's wrong with Nelson Cruz? I don't know why, but his numbers look pretty good to me. But I don't know if Nelson Cruz was... The monster that he was last year, the twins wouldn't be so bad. I don't know. Just my hypothesis there. Dylan Carlson, he's a, like I said, he's a Cardinals fan, but but there's a little bit of a breakout year this year for Carlson. Jacob Stallings, well, there's your problem. Jacob Stallings uh, as your number one catcher, that's not gonna that's not gonna be good. Uh, let's see anybody else. Luke Void is hurt, so maybe that's the reason why the, there's a power shortage out there. So we'll look at the pitchers. <laughs> well, <laughs> there's the reason why Mike Harvey has looked so good this year. Garrett Cole. Yeah, that, that'll, uh, that'll uh, uh, what do you call it, hide any problems that you might have uh, on your team. Garrett Cole does a good job of hiding all your problems, sweeping them under the rug, and then poof, you look around and suddenly you're not in first place anymore, right? Austin Gomber, former Cardinal, a little bit of a homer pick there. He's actually been surprisingly uh, good, despite the fact that he does pitch for the Rockies, although he's hurt now. What's wrong with him? Forearm, uh-oh, forearm injury, uh-oh. Okay, we'll see how that plays out for Austin Gomber there. You Darvish, Hugh Hugh Jin Ryu, so he has the Asian connection there. Uh, Cole Irvin, who's uh, been a kind of a – I don't want to use the word godsend, now with 31 strikeouts and 54 innings pitch, but decent rate stats. I mean, the four ERA is pretty high, but the 310 strikeout for walk ratio for a starting pitcher is pretty good. Garrett Richards, uh, it's time to give up on him. I saw him the other day. Uh, Who was he playing? Uh, The Braves, and – he just cut bait already it's it's done same thing with zach gelflin although i wouldn't give up too easily on zach gelflin but yeah i don't trust zach gelflin at all i uh, rolled as chapman uh, 64 score i don't know why that's kind of peculiar oh yeah high whip that's gonna suck for you two blown saves ah that's he's not as invincible as yankee fans tell me he is Corey kluver suddenly he's falling off the face of the earth jake kibbert good morning thanks for joining us this uh, father's day morning uh, another Asian player, Kwang Young Kim. Uh, suddenly he doesn't look as good as he did at the beginning of the season. So, yeah, uh, there's that. Explain, so there you go. That this, is, this explains why Mike Harvey has struggled since May 3rd. Uh, the pitchers that he was relying on at the beginning of the season have just, pfft, just the reality slapped him right in the freaking face. So he needs to fix that. Uh, let's move on to Leon's team. Leon over at the Step Back uh, Basketball Podcast over at Basketball Life uh he he will appear on the show Stephen Carey's on the show uh listening in as well hello Stephen my longtime arch nemesis thank you for the win last week I know you guys were uh running your uh celebrations uh on my on my uh on my behalf not my behalf sorry Uh, at my expense but uh I'm still laughing still got the last laugh smoking aces there's the Max Scherzer logo there Leon Tompkins, eight and six since May 3rd. And uh, yeah, he's been kind of creeping up on the standings as well uh, of late. Although I, I'm pretty sure if it were up to him, he'd be in first place. But there you go. So this is the complete opposite of, uh, of what we talked about. Some of the teams where uh, like Henry's team shows, according to the uh, Roto standings, shows uh, happy Father's Day to you too, Steven. Thank you so much. Um, Henry has run into bad luck and injuries with his team. And it, the, the numbers don't show that, at least the win losses don't show that he should be. It should show that he should be better, but it, you know, based on the roto standings. But it, it is what it is. He's six and eight. This is the opposite of uh, of that. Leon Tompkins, uh, in the 11th place according to the roto standings, but it does enough to stay above 500. So let's take a look. Yeah. Uh, so the home runs are there, the RBI are there, but everything else is not there. So, uh, there's your three. <laughs> you're, you're, uh, well, I was going to say three uh, three true outcome hitter there, but the walks aren't there, and he strikes out a lot. So there's a lot. He's giving up contact for power, and he's okay with the strikeouts, but he doesn't take a lot of walks. There's no no speed to speak of on this team, despite the fact that he does have a lot of triples. That, uh, so, yeah, the, and the on-base percentage is bad. The average is surprisingly good. Huh, that's weird. Well, let's look at the... Pitching, yeah, not enough wins. Middle of the pack in quality starts. Strikeouts, uh, yeah, it's okay, but the strikeout per walk ratio, not okay. Middle of the pack in saves and hold uh in saves, yeah. Middle of the pack. Holds, I'm not surprised because I remember having him on the show uh uh before, and he he does a really good job. He knows he does a really good job of of, uh keeping track of the bullpen arms who are going to get all the holds, and I'm not surprised he's at the top of the leaderboard. Unfortunately, he's What he uh, make, what he has in saves and holds, he lacks in the rate stats. So let's take a look at this uh, team here. And right off the bat, Marcus Simeon's your best player with Jose Altuve. I mean, that's not too shabby, man. Uh, Jose Altuve having a bounce back year. So uh, you can say what you will about the guy, or hey, maybe the Astros are using uh, uh, another uh, discreet way of cheating and getting pitchers to tip their pitches and cameras and lasers and smart watches are involved i don't know uh but hey it, you can't you can't um you can't bash the results i mean three total average 386 on base and you match them up with marcus simeon you i could see why leon is in first place the stolen bases are not there though So i'm used to seeing these guys steal more bases but as you can see they're giving up the, the speed for the home runs so that might be part of leon's problem there uh, as to why the uh, the standing the roto standings are not showing a consistent team, there's Charlie Blackman uh, still relevant. Uh, so I believe Sean called that one. Uh, this is great, 18 walks, 18 strikeouts, but still this is not. Um, we saw the standings and the offense is kind of sputtering. There's another here's a reason why Josh Donaldson. Uh, I think the age is uh, catching up to him uh, once again. The the calf muscle, Josh Donaldson. Jesus man, lay off the steroids. Not joking. He's I don't know if he's on steroids or not, but um, so that's, that's a little joke there. Don't sue me. Dansby Swanson. Yeah, that's not going to cut it. Uh, I don't know why Dansby Swanson's on any fantasy team. Same thing with Eduardo Escobar. I warned you guys about Escobar. Don't do it. Don't draft him. Don't not worth it. Leon does it anyway. Josh Bell. Uh, that's been a major disappointment. If Josh Bell could just do a little bit of what we think Josh Bell can do with his big ass frame and the uh potent power, uh Leon will look a lot better. But these are the results. Uh, yeah, this is not good. Uh, again, Tyler O'Neal, same thing. <laughs> There's another guy who gives up the contact for the power. So, basically, Leon's team is Leon, uh, is Tyler O'Neal. Uh, nice pickup by, with William Contreras. But, yeah, he's come down to earth a little bit. Let's go move over to the pitchers. Wait, who's hurt on this team? Marcelo Ozuna. Oh, yeah. Cody Bellinger. So, yeah, Leon uh, will probably tell you that the reason his team is struggling is because Cody Bellinger and Ozuna and even Jorge Soler um, are struggling or, or are hurt at the moment. So, I mean that's that's uh, that's reasonable, but uh, yeah, um, I don't know. It's just it's a weird team to look at. Let's look. Oh Jesus Christ! Well, there's your Waterloo right there. Leon's top three starting pitchers are all hurt. Shane Bieber, Tyler Glass, now Max Scherzer. So they're all down. And even then, uh, Bieber was struggling with the 1.46 uh, WHIP. Uh, is it because he no longer can use sticky stuff? We'll see. I don't know. It's not looking good to, Not looking good for Leon right now at the moment. So with those three guys injured, who becomes Leon's best pitchers? Kyle Gibson, Patrick Corbin. There's two more guys who are down. Steven Mats, Matthew Boyd. So that means it's Johnny Cueto time. Um, so yeah, the injuries are starting to really affect. And the bullpen um, with Chad Green and Jose Alvarado, like I said, Leon does a really good job of of uh, in uh, of figuring out which uh, relief pitchers are going to get pick up the holds, uh, but unfortunately with a guy like Jose Alvarado, uh, the strikeout the ratios are going to struggle. The WHIP and the strikeout per walk ratios are really bad. Uh, Michael Fulmer, oh boy, oh boy, oh Leon, do better, brother, do better. Give uh, me Garcia. Blew up a couple of saves last week. I know that's because he's on my points league, but other than that, he's uh, done a really good job. Just like uh, uh, Sean and I uh predicted correctly on the show a couple months ago uh ian kennedy uh yeah that's oh leon 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 so the the pitching's in shambles man uh i don't know what you can do to fix it maybe make some trades i mean you got a lot of depth at middle infielder might be trying to start trading some guys uh and see if you can get some pitching help get some pitching depth for yourself who is next on the docket oh my god is it little sean flannery little Sean Flattery time. All right, mad dog magical. So where is he in the standings? Let's take a look really quick, but let me just set this up for all all of you guys. And Sean should be somewhere at the top of the leaderboard. There he is. Oh, he's in fifth, only eight and six since May 3rd. I feel like, well, all right, we'll take a look. Eight and six. That's interesting. And let me tag him as I'm going to talk about his team. So despite the fact that he's second in the Roto standings, he, uh, Sean is only eight and six since May 3rd, so that's oh, that's very peculiar. Let's, let's take a look because he, when we saw his team, his hitting looked uh, otherworldly. Like Leon and I were looking at his team and we're like, Holy crap, we're, we're all in deep shit right here, we're in deep trouble because uh, his team's just loaded. But now I'm kind of wondering. So the single, okay, doubles are there. Okay, well, there's your problem. See, when you fall, Sean, when you fall in love with a bunch of slap-happy hitters, your power is going to struggle, and there's your struggle right there. Uh, Dead last in home run. uh, He's the second-to-last in RBI. Uh, And for a guy who has a lot of slap-happy hitters or admires these slap-happy hitters, he's at the bottom of the list in average. But everything else looks good. Um, Everything else looks respectable. Uh, let's Let's look at the pitching now. Oh, yeah closers are there i know he took a lot of uh um he what you would what people would think was uh some i would say some risk not a lot of risk but some, a decent amount of risk a, a lot of uh uh trusting on guys who uh, uh he was looking for them to bounce back this year and you're gonna see uh, craig Kimbrel comes to mind as uh, the big bounce back here strikeouts are at the top not surprising I and mean, he sean does a really good job of of evaluating uh, pitchers, I believe. I mean, no bias here, but I <laughs> not because he's my podcast partner, but just because he does it. I mean, if you listen to his, him every week, uh, he he does a really good job of breaking down this, the starting pitchers. I mean, quality starts are up, strikeouts are up, wins are up, everything is up. The one thing that sucks about him is are the holds. So, yeah, uh, he's content with just getting his bullpen guys to just close for him, and he'll punt the holds category. So let's t- oops why oh there it is okay so we took a look at his team uh from before i know kyle tucker when kyle tucker is the we talked about kyle tucker as being the guy who's been letting uh sean down uh, on his team and he's the best player so i mean this team is loaded Shohei here tani is your second best uh hitter on this uh uh what do you call it on the sean team here mad mad dog magical jose ramirez uh mr all reliable still still uh producing like only he can produce although he is kind of hitting a lull here with yon mancada i have Mankata in my points league only two home runs um yeah that would explain why he... <laughs> so yeah sean let me see here sean yeah sean is yon Yo mancada since may 3rd 424 on base percentage uh so that's pretty good but i guess like I, I have i have him on my, my points league and the, the lack of power is really uh uh it's, it, it shows in that league uh but here um i guess uh it's good enough for this league and he is the fourth no the third no fourth best player on the Sean team here mad dog magical Pavin Smith that's a guy that he talks a lot about he's kind of coming down to earth a little bit but uh yeah decent player but yeah he's I I have him in my points league as well well I did I dropped him because he wasn't doing anything for me Jordan Alvarez he was hurt for a big chunk of this time so that's why he's not at the top of the list but don't let that fool and he now qualifies at left field so if you want uh for those who uh, have only been uh, frustrated with only having Jordan Alvarez at uh, as a designated hitter, you're in luck now. He's now uh, listed as a left fielder, so now you can utilize him at that position. Uh, 368 on base percentage. Uh, Jordan Alvarez is so damn good. He's, he's just the best. Josh Rojas is another guy, a uh, player that jo- uh, Sean talks about a lot. Uh, he's done... W- uh he's trying to do the best he can with the playing time he's been given. Uh Matt Chapman. Oh, so he somebody gave up on Matt Chapman again. Well, Matt Chapman is on the uh Sean team, so Sean is waiting for him to regress back to the all-star form. So we'll see if that happens. Nate Lau. No, sorry, Nate Low. Low Lau. Nate Low. Uh yeah, he got off to a really good start, but now he's uh coming down to earth, Nick Magical. That means I, mean, I so uh, no, you're not gonna find a bigger fan of Nick Magical than Sean. He's not a White Sox fan, but he's a big Nick Magical fan, and he's off for the season. He just he just acquired him in a trade, which I thought was a really bad trade. For I believe he traded with Andrew O'Sullivan. I thought I thought O'Sullivan could have done a lot better in that trade, seeing that Sean is a big time Nick Magical homer. And in the end, he Sean probably didn't get a chance to use him because he immediately got hurt and lost for the season. So. Um, Trevor's story is struggling. We talked about him already numerous times. So we're just kind of waiting to see if uh, he gets traded out to a better team and he starts producing on a better team and gets away from that toxic environment in Colorado. Let's take a look at his pitching. There it is. Craig Kimbrell. I told you guys. Uh, Sean is just happy with Craig Kimbrell um, producing and just getting saves. He has one hold on this team. That's Christian Javier. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, Trevor Rogers, uh, he's been a godsend uh, this year. Major breakout year. Uh, Sean called it. He uh, war- he told you guys about him. There's another strong guy, Freddy Peralta. He told you guys about him as well. I know I picked him up in my points league, and he's paid off dividends. He almost got that no-hitter a couple weeks ago. Uh, Frankie Montez is your fourth best. A lot of 90s guys here. Guys, look at this. This is what a team should look like. Lots of 90s. Like, Yoshi, you say Kikuchi. I say Kakachi. But, yeah, Kikuchi still... I gave up on him a long time ago, but Sean was like, No, I'm not giving up on you say because I, I I I believe in you say I think he has good stuff. He has that sinker two seamer action going, and sure enough, he's paid dividends for the guy. And wow, this is a hell of a rotation. L- look at all these 90s guys. This this has to be the most 90 scores I've seen so far. So it's amazing that he loses any games, Sean does uh, Robbie Ray, uh, he, I know lots of people laugh at the fact that Robbie Ray gets paid all this money to be mediocre with the blue Jays. And that's why people didn't believe in the blue Jays because of the mediocre, what seemed to be mediocre pitching. But I always thought, you know, I, I told these guys like, you know, if, there's a lot of guys. Okay. So the pitching is not where it's at, but you got Hanyun Ryu at the top of the rotation. And Nate, this is the beginning of the season. Nate Pearson, if, if he lives up to expectations, that's another guy that the blue Jays could depend on. I mean, that's if he lives up to expectations, but it's not fair to kind of on a rookie. But the real, the real, um, what do you call it? The game changer of this would have been Robbie Ray. And people laughed at me when I said that. And sure enough, Robbie Ray's a game changer. 381 ERA, 1.135 whip, 7.7 7 strikeout per walk ratio, 77 strikeouts and 52 innings pitched. Like, geez, Robbie Ray would look good in a lot of uh, fantasy teams right now. But uh, no, Sean always had an eye for Robbie Ray. He uh, stuck to his guns, and now he's uh, he's uh, uh, reaping the benefits. Tyler Molly, I have him. I had him in my points league. I finally gave up on him, and I might have given up on him too soon. So Nathan Ovaldi, same thing. I had him on my fantasy, on my points league as well. I might have given up on him too soon. So yeah, I mean, Kenley Jansen still showing that he's never going to give up the closer's role in in Los Angeles. I mean, I can go on and on on this team. It's just a really good team. So a lot of bad luck uh, with uh, with Sean's team. That's why he's only eight and six in the last uh, uh, since May third. Um, and we talked about Andrew's team. speaking of which, let's go now to Andrew's team. Big Dinger Energy. Big Dinger Energy. That's uh, our what? What do I call my favorite Irish Mets fan out of New York? Where is? Uh, Oh, okay, so he's middle of the pack in the Roto standings, but how's he doing in the standings since May 3rd? Yeah, 8-6, and six, just like Sean is. So is Andrew's team as good as Sean's team here? We're about to find out. How are we doing on time? Okay, we're doing pretty well. I think I could finish this in the next 30 minutes. We usually go 90 minutes anyway, as much as we like to do one hour. We just have so much information to give you guys, so let me try to be... Um, just throw everything at you in the kitchen sink. So I hope you all appreciate it. If not, well, you're losing out because we give all a lot of information here. Okay, uh, unlike Sean's team, uh, lots of powers, doubles, triples, home runs, all at the top of the leaderboard. Stolen, And he provides a stolen bases as well. So uh, the, the offense is not the problem here with, with Andrew. It's the pitching, right? Uh, nearly near dead last in quality starts. No, she's oh, dead last in wins. Bottom of the pack in strikeout, strikeout for walk. The bullpen's pretty good but he lacks holds and the race stats are just got awful in terms of the pitching Andrew. What the hell are you doing? But let's look at the hitters first. Then Matt Olsen, Boba Bichette. I mean, these guys, they must be listening to me because I have both of those guys on my points league. So yeah, I appreciate that. Uh, I don't appreciate Andrew. I appreciate Matt Olsen, Boba uh producing for my team, Boba Bichette producing lots of points despite the low on base percentage. But so sometimes we overthink stuff like this hey Corey, how's it going um we overthink stuff like this oh well the guy has a little uh, on base so he can't be that good but boba just he's so explosive and i just don't understand why his on base percentage is, isn't higher than it, uh than what it shows right now but he produces even in points leagues and 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 not just produce but he'll explode like he's carried my teams before he scored 11 points several times in a couple in the last couple of weeks and that keeps me above water in my points league and it's probably keeping uh uh andrew about water in this league as well so hold on a minute here Mm. you know my coffee tastes good because i'm like kingdom hearts man it's magic kingdom hearts look at this man look at this there's the keyblade there's the heartless there's ha 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 ha. there's mickey mouse the mickey mouse symbol oh boy oh let's talk some fantasy baseball all right austin meadows uh again same thing 326 on base percentage but he has a score of ninety, according to Fantrax. Tommy Fam, another guy I have on my uh, points league. So Andrew, man, I really, I really love your team here. Markana Isaac falefa who, jeez, uh, man, he's been a godson. Man, I, I totally missed the boat on Isaac Isaiah falefa big time. But there's the major blow right here. Alex Bregman out with the uh, what? What the hell's wrong with him? Oh, the quadriceps. Oh boy. Okay, well, Nolan Aronado, unfortunately, now he has to count on Nolan Aronado, which we we warned him at the beginning of the season, don't do it. You don't need two third basemen, especially a guy like Nolan Aronado, who is notoriously, notoriously, has had awful road home splits. And uh, yeah, the 309 on base with the 268 batting average. We, we, we try to warn you. Also, the reason why I don't trust the Cardinals, I mean, as I mentioned back in March, the Cardinals um, always look good on paper, but for some reason, they don't have their they don't have it together. Their bullpen isn't uh, is always up and down. Their starting rotation it's it just it's not it's not durable. It's not, it's not a formidable starting rotation, even with Adam Wayne right at the top, and their hitters are all over the place. You can, I mean, Paul Goldschmidt and Nolan Arenado are your two best players, and we just talked about Paul Goldschmidt struggling since May third. Arenado also struggling since May 3rd. That's why I didn't pick him to win the division, despite the fact that their team looks really good on paper. Uh, I went with them. I mean, that's why I voted for the Milwaukee Brewers, right? Anyway, uh, Reese Hoskins also struggling. Garrett Hampson struggling. Okay, okay, so a lot of... So this team is very top-heavy because everything else sucks about this team. can tell Marte, uh, since he's been back, he's been very productive. But everything... Uh, Trent Grisham. Oh, Jesus, Andrew, stop copying me. There's another guy in my points league. Look at that. So a lot of lots uh so this team has been uh, offensively has been carried by a handful of players he's lacks a little bit of depth but he's also counting on some guys getting back from injuries. so we'll see how that goes let's look at the pitching i think uh i mean sandy alcantara i like him but when he's your best pitcher i I don't think he's an ace on any fantasy team number two number three absolutely your number one guy no uh charlie morton again when he's your number two you're in deep trouble I, i i just couldn't trust him i couldn't trust uh uh, I couldn't trust him uh, in drafts, at least not as, as high as he was going. I can't trust him as my number two guy on this team, Alex Wood, who I, another guy I had in my points league. I finally had to drop him cause he's just been really bad lately. Uh, actually I think I might've had him in this league as well, but he's just been really awful lately. And I don't know what the problem is. Uh, it seems like he, maybe, maybe the league made an adjustment. I don't know, but he's not looked as good as, uh, he did at the beginning of the season james capri capri Caprillian. sorry about that butchering names here that's how i do best 2.47 strikeout per walk ratio <sighs> i mean it's good but it's not great Luis castillo oh there's a reason why his team sucks so much and uh yeah he talked about it before andrew did and we talked about andrew also, uh we talked about Luis castillo ad nauseum on this podcast i uh, season two of uh the total business podcast we might have well just renamed rename it the luis castillo season because that's all we do around here is just try to figure out what the hell's wrong with luis castillo and at this point unfortunately it's a keeper league you're kind of committed to him you are kind of committed to him because you're not going to get fair value for him in a trade i mean unless you're you're content with just getting a bunch of uh, mid-round maybe to late round draft picks for him but um yeah that's mm -mm. You're, you're not gonna get anything from him at this point he's just so bad and guys like me are not doing you a favor by talking really bad about him. Uh, Brad Hand, I mean, he's a decent closer, but he's not the best closer. I mean, high ERA, two blown saves since uh, uh, May third, only a 2.6 uh, strikeout per walk ratio. When we've seen closers put up big numbers, way, way bigger numbers than that. Uh, here's a here's the tire that has gone flat. John Means, that sucks for him, man, because uh, John Means was having a stellar season so far, and he was helping Andrew. Uh, kind of uh, offset Luis Castillo's struggles, and now he's out for a while. Blake Snell has sucked. There's another guy who's letting uh what's his face um, Andrew's team down. Uh, Lou Trevino for <sighs> this is a bad bullpen, bad bad pitching staff, bad everything. Hector Neris. I mean, come on, man. Uh, it, it, yeah, it, there's some tough choices that uh, poor Andrew has to make at this point. He needs to start figuring out. The, I mean, the bullpen arms. Except for Brad Hand, they could he could start swapping them out right now because they're not doing him any favors at this point in terms of the ratio stats and even the the, the counting stats like saves and holds. There's nothing here. It, it's not, it's not worth it. So, and as far as the pitching, I don't know, man. I don't know what you do. Pitching is such a limited uh, resource that it's a uh, it's a tough sell. So, with the eight and six record since May third, I'm starting to I can now see that Sean has struggled with some luck. And especially how good his team is. He has struggled with some luck. And Andrew has just been lucky. So he's, uh, hey, we can all use, sometimes it's better to be lucky than good. But uh, Andrew's uh, team, I'm sorry, dude. I, 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 I like what you're trying to do here, but uh, I don't think it's, uh, it's sustainable for the long haul. So you need to make some changes to keep that ship floating above 500 for the long term. The defending champ. Aaron from Toronto, also eight and six. Uh, she was been struggling. She's been making that climb, trying to get to first place and just constantly falling short. Uh, Matthew has Whelan has a has a comment. My little brother played with Caprillion in the little league. Oh wow, oh wow, that's pretty cool. That's a nice little tidbit. I I, I didn't know that, but you know Matthew out of California. I mean. Lots of players come from California, so I'm not surprised. So, unless he tells me that he actually grew up in Utah or something, but I don't know. Mm. Oh boy, that's some good coffee. Ha, ha, ha. All right. Chick stick the long ball. Aaron, defending champ. Why are you only eight and six? Three game winning streak she continues to fall short uh, in trying to get to first place. She's third place in the roto standings. Let's find out why uh pretty decent although the run the RBIs aren't there she strikes out too much not a lot of stolen bases batting average on base is awful um considering how good the team is uh so the offense is not as good what about the pitching lots of uh, so yeah here's the problem right here so um she does a good job of staying above water being middle of the pack just does enough to do a good job to stay above and afloat um yeah so matthew thank you for confirming he's california born and raised uh, but not Although he uh, has recently said that he's moving soon, so I'll I'll let him uh, spill the details on that one. I'm, I'm I won't seal his thunder there. But uh, congratulations, my brother. Uh, so Aaron does enough to just stay above water. Uh, really good strikeout per walk ratio, but and, and she gets the wins as well. But it, there's nothing much else. I'm I'm trying to see if there's like if she kind of has a, a limit on a limited amount of upside with her pitchers. Let's let's take a look at the hitters, and here's a big reason. Mookie Betts was a big integral, major reason why she won the championship last year. I think I told Sean, "Hey, when your best players are showing up at the at the most um, important time of the year, that's going to win you championships." This is the complete opposite. Uh, Mookie Betts still a respectable eighty-five, but we've seen this guy. He was a he was one of the best players last year, along with Fernando Tatis, and he. The 370 on base percentage is pretty good, but the 254 average, we expect more from Mookie. The two stolen base net, we expect a lot more from Mookie. So I don't know what's going on. Maybe he's pacing himself after uh, doing what he had to do last year uh, to help the, do- the Dodgers win a World Series. But yeah, that's that's a struggle. Also, the other problem is, uh, not to disrespect guys like Brian Reynolds and Jay Cronenworth and Tommy Edmund, but when they're your third, fourth, and fifth best players, uh, that's a problem. They should not I mean Jose Abreu should be the second best player on the team he's your fifth best player so uh, and again this is since May 3rd so I mean that that plays a role in it but yeah this is um yeah when Brian Reynolds is I mean yeah this is respectable 406 on base 310 but Brian Reynolds uh that that should not be your second best player I mean and that's that's your reason why Aaron's team is struggling on offense since May 3rd uh and not again not to disrespect Brian Reynolds but Brian Reynolds should be uh A complimentary piece not not your core player so i mean that's just my opinion on it but i mean the numbers don't lie i mean this is this is not good these are not good uh numbers understandings and that's why like i said she does enough to just stay above water but it's like there's a there's i had a feeling that she, that there's limited upside on this team so and i can hear her say well i'm a two-time champ so i, I must be doing something right okay well we're talking about 2021 here so <laughs> like that's she's you know aaron has is a blue jays fan she's become a yankees fan well like that's her thing I was like oh pish posh the queen is here i am a two-time champion okay well right now brian reynolds is your second best player and that doesn't look good i'm sorry Decent players, but I'm just saying from a from a roster building standpoint. Oh yeah, I got a tagger. From a roster building standpoint, that's not good. Um, at all. So, but you know, we've seen. Uh, I mean, it, it, it can't be done. We we've seen got, uh, people uh, just survive uh, on just making really good waiver wire pickups. And I'm pretty sure that's what Aaron did. And I know that's what Jet does every single year. So we'll see if this strategy works out. But yeah, this is why I have a problem. Tommy Edman is your fourth best player. And he only has a 274 on base percentage. That's what I'm talking about. Uh, Jay Cronenworth is your third best player. Only a 343 on base percentage. No stolen bases. uh, And a solid 80 score. But yeah, there's, uh, there's holes in this offense. And the numbers... Uh, since May third, show it. Jose Abreu, your fifth best player. Salvador Perez has been a. Everybody wants to every year. Sean poo poo Salvador Perez, and all he does is produce. Even in this league, I mean, seventy eight point eight score in a league like this that accounts for on base percentage. I mean, it... I mean, it... we need to stop. Actually, we not we, but Sean needs to put some respect on Salvador Perez's name. So uh adam duvall uh, uh adam duvall i don't like adam duvall i never did a uh, nice power but i'm not depending on him to carry my team uh but unfortunately for aaron he is at the top he's like at the top uh, uh, the first half of the offense so she's depending on adam duvall to carry the offense and it's not working jonathan india has been a godson for her helping her keep stay above water um so we'll see. He used, to, he was. Uh, we talked about him before. Former, highly touted prospect kind of fell off. Um, uh, the buzz of a hip kind of fell off, and now he's kind of bouncing back. But yeah, Brandon Lau is struggling. Your main Mercedes is uh, the, the, the carriage has now turned into a pumpkin. Brandon Belt, I don't know why he's ranked so low. I, oh, I think he was hurt. I'm not quite sure. Ty France is also ranked pretty low. Although with Seattle, I don't trust any Mariners players, man. I think they're just. They have too much depth on that team, which is really weird to say about their Mariners. So I'm talking about like, um, they have a lot of pieces that they can move around. They're not good pieces, but pieces nonetheless. And we all know about their bull, uh, not their bullpen, sorry, about their prospects that are coming up soon. So that's going to be a thing. Uh, Will Myers, uh, Brian Hayes, Mike Moustakas, yeah, that, This Moustakas, you can see why Aaron Seema struggling struggling uh, on offense. But The pitching is what's keeping her above water. Like I said, she does enough to uh, get by and be uh, respectable and be a real threat to the rest of us. Uh, Brandon Woodruff. I mean, come on. It's Brandon Woodruff, also my points league, so I respect that. Pablo Lopez. Ah, so ah, someone listened to me when I was uh, talking big about Anthony Descalfani when others were poo-pooing that idea. Aaron, little, little earworm, I got to her. And if I didn't, I'm taking credit for it anyway, because I did mention this on this podcast. Hey, look out for Anthony Biscalfani. He's going to be really good. He pitches for a big ballpark, a really good team. And so far, five wins. Uh, the strikeouts are not there. But that's fine. You know why? Because he pitches in in San Francisco. 383 ERA. That's respectable. 1.09 whip and the 2.92 strikeout-poor-walk ratio. Pretty respectable. Uh, Josh Hader is a guy that... Uh, uh, helped Aaron immensely last year. 11 saves, not a blown save to talk about. Lots of strikeouts, minuscule ERA and whip. Ryan Yarbrough, uh, nice little, uh, uh wild card joker, uh, in terms of like if you're playing poker, uh, Joker. Um, let's see. Well, uh, Matthew's asking, will Adam Duvall make it three in a row with multi home run games? I don't know. I don't care. I don't trust him. And, and, and the Mar- and the Marlins just, they're getting a bunch of guys back. I think Sean mentioned that uh, when we last talked about the Marlins a couple of weeks ago, maybe three weeks ago, uh, the Marlins are getting some players back in guys like uh, Garrett Cooper. And now they're, they, they just called up uh, Jesus, uh what the hell's his name? Was it Jesus Sanchez, the right fielder, they're highly tired of prospect. So now I'm, I'm I i do not know. I feel like Adam Duvall's, uh, <clears throat> Adam Duval's days are numbered as a, as a regular starting outfielder. I don't want any part of Adam Duvall. I mean, I, I know people love him because you know, he's he looks kind of barrel chested and he has lots of power, but I, I can't do it. Won't do it. Can't do it. I can't win with him. Uh, let's see. Ryan Yarbrough. Nice uh, little uh, uh, wild card piece that she has there. Framber Valdez. Uh, I don't know. For some reason, the stack numbers. Stack cast numbers don't like Framber Valdez, especially last year. But all he does is produce. So I, I'm done trying to figure out. Uh, why Fran well that's is so good. I think that's more of a Sean thing anyway. Uh, Jose Urquidy, another guy that I like. I think I had him early on in the season, but I had to drop him because he wasn't producing and my pitching was in shambles. And uh, Aaron's like, all right, I'll take your sloppy thirds and forts, whatever, because it's like my second. That was that would have been my second go round with Jose Urquidy and it didn't work out. So like I said, lots of uh, interesting pieces. Richard Rodriguez. Uh, oh, good. Two two bone saves already. JP Fire Reason. Three saves, but zero net saves, so three bone saves, three holds. Uh yeah. You know what, Aaron? Go ahead and keep him around. I approve of you having having uh, the raise uh, JP Fireisen, And I'm pretty sure I'm butchering that name as well. Yeah, I like I like that pickup right here. Just keep him around for the rest of the season. Him and his 1.46 strikeout for walk ratio. Giving her the thumbs up right here. Uh Devin Williams. Uh yeah, yeah, that's just. A little bit of, a, I mean, the holds are there, but the, the, the ratios from last year are not. This guy was dominant in his rookie season last year with him and his uh, monster changeup. But uh, no, this year, uh, there's another reason why Kenta, uh, why uh, Aaron's struggling a little bit. Kenta Maeda, again, I don't know what the deal is with him. Uh, I, I'm pretty sure he's been hurt, but uh, yeah, it, it, he's at the bottom of the list here. Uh, Tony Gonsolin just came back, but he's been hurting him. Even when he was healthy, he's not putting up good numbers. Uh, And then, yeah. So, like I said, there's a lot to like here on Aaron's team, but unfortunately, uh, it's a lot of... um, I I just feel like she has limited her upside with some of the players that she has. Um, I don't know what she... Again, I'm kind of uh, flummoxed as to what she can do to improve it. But it seems like, again, safe floor does enough to keep her head above water, but can she find the right players to get to that make that final step and take over first place because she's been close and she's currently a three-game winning streak so whatever she's doing is working but i just feel like there's that there's more problems that she's doing a good job of hiding and eventually those problems are going to uh, blow up and they're gonna reveal themselves but if mookie bets it all depends on mookie bets and mookie bets can play like the way he was playing last year at the MVP caliber level, then all this conversation is moot. I mean, he's been known to carry real baseball teams and fantasy teams as well. Over to the Will Ponzi's. That's Jacob's team, Moses, uh, over at the Step Back Podcast. Let me go ahead and tag him. I'm going to be talking about his team in a little bit. Uh, they do a really good job over there at the Step Back Podcast, a uh, uh, basketball life admin as well. Uh, he's eight and six which is really surprising because I always, every time I see him, he's always struggling. So what is he doing? That's keeping him uh, at eight and six. Well, as you can see, let me, there you go. Well, Ponzi's Jacob's team, as you can see, since May 3rd, uh, oh boy, that's really bad. He does a good job limiting strikeouts. He does get on base, decent average, uh, middle of the pack and stolen bases, but everything else, the home runs, the RBI triples, doubles, singles, just bad, really bad offense here. Uh, And we're going to take a look at it in just a moment. What about the pitching? Um let's see here. We have uh decent pitchers, uh, not a lot of saves, not a lot of closers, but he does get the hold. So uh, uh decent ratio. So I'm pretty sure that the bullpen is kind of uh keeping him above water and is kind of bailing him out in this league. So we'll take a look. And there it is. There's team Will Ponzi's. You know what I don't use a lot of? I don't use the annotation button a lot. I'm gonna use it. Gonna do it. Just gonna do it. Uh, let's see here. I want. I thought there was a highlighter. Oh, all right, I'll just circle. Uh, first and foremost, there's. Oh, that's blue. Never mind. Let's. Uh, let's clear the board. Let's see. Let's go with yellow. It was all yellow. it was all yellow. Your skin. Your, yeah, Your skin and bones. Four fourteen non-base percentages. Jesse Winker. I mean, he's the goods. Yuli Gurriel. He does enough to get by i mean this 309 average is not surprising ronald Acuna, i mean come on ronald Acuna nine home runs nine stolen base uh seven stolen base net uh average is a little low but the uh on base is high that's good manny machado i mean you got some big names here hunter renfro kind of been uh pretty good at 342 on base percentage he he supplies power dominic smith you know guys know how much i like dom smith the only thing i don't like about him is that he plays with the mets and they're always loaded speaking of loaded pete alonso's back uh, he's kind of off to a slow start so that might explain why he uh, uh team jacob has been struggling lately um but uh, let's see what else we got here oh let me clear the drawings okay so that's why i don't use the annotation button too much because uh i have to constantly babysit it uh heimer candelario 349 on base so that's pretty good um James McCann, he's kind of fallen off. the He's kind of come down to earth after a really good start. Selling Castro, you all know how I feel about him. He sucks. Uh, Bryce Harper, uh, he was hurt. A- even when he was healthy, he was kind of struggling a little bit. Jorge Alvaro also been hurt, and uh, he's actually done pretty well. But I wonder how much better his team, uh, team would be doing if he didn't draft Jorge Alvaro so early. I'm still sticking to my guns. That's a bad draft pick for him, but at least he's producing. He still strikes out way too much. Jorge Alfaro. Uh, 18 strikeouts and what the hell? That doesn't look right. No, 18 strikeouts and 63 uh, at-bats. That doesn't look right. That doesn't look right at all. What the hell is going on here? Jorge Alfaro? What? Patient Jorge Alfaro? I don't strike out that much Jorge Alfaro? What the hell? What is this world coming to? A little bit to the pitchers, and there it is. Zach Wheeler, Marcus Stroman. Tyhon Walker, so the, the, it's a hell of a trio here of guys who are helping um, uh, Team uh, Jacob stay above water here. There it is. I wanted to draw it right there. Casey Mize uh, finally pitching up to expectations. Uh, Strikeouts aren't there, but that's okay. He's developing. So there's your high upside guy. Nick Pavetta sucks, though. So does Brady Singer. That's okay because he has other guys that he can count on. Uh, the bullpen, I think we mentioned there's nobody he can trust for saves except for Taylor, Tyler Rogers. But Tyler Rogers is uh, he's not the closer for the Giants. He's just a, a stand in. I mean the big thing for him is that he can get some holds and some decent um, uh, what do you call it uh, rate stats. I mean the submarine pitcher, he could be very tricky, especially against right-handed pitch, uh, batters from what I remember. Use Meryl Petit, always brings the goods, nine holds, uh, Decent whip or actually really good whip. But uh, yeah, there's nobody here. I mean, negative two saves from Jiris Familia, but he's a Mets fan, so he's gonna keep him around. Uh, he's still kind of waiting for Mike Soroka to come back. Uh, I think it's you can go ahead and give up on that dream. He's not coming back. So, um, so yeah, he has a nice collection of uh, 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 of starting pitchers that can help him for the rest of the season. Uh, uh, kind of uh, uh, kind of fluky to trust Taiwan Walker and Marcus Stroman, but at this point, just ride them for as long as you can. But you really got to improve on this Nick Pavetta and Brady Singer issue here. Um, As I just I don't believe in those guys. I don't think they're gonna be there uh in the long run. So yeah, you are you need more pitchers. This is you don't have enough depth. And and you're listen, man, eight and six. You're 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 doing well. You've uh, are are scratching and clawing your way to the top. You're getting away from the bottom. But you, you gotta help. you got to be able to help yourself, bro. You gotta be able to help yourself. You gotta be able to find other pitchers that are available that can provide some depth for you because uh, yeah if you're counting on nick pavetta and brady singer to uh compliment uh the your top three guys in wheeler stroman and walker you're in for a bad time all right and we're saving the best for last literally the best team in this league and i'm gonna go ahead and tag myself on the chat there just to make my presence felt there you go, felipe and uh, what was I talking about? The best team in the league—it's your boy, Framil Muertes, your host of this and your only host here at the Total Basis Podcast for today, Felipe. Number one in the coup, G. Number one in the roto standings. Yeah, yeah. Number one since May third. I'm the only guy with double-digit wins. Everybody else on this in this league can suck a big one. I have the most points. I, I know I, I, I did struggle a little bit. My offense is, 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 is uh struggle uh, in my game against uh, who the hell did I lose to? I think I lost to Henry um, because of the tiebreaker. Uh, but uh, even when I'm losing, I'm in games. I'm not getting blown out. Ten and four. Uh, only guy with double digit wins since May 3rd. I am mean, killing it in the Roto standings. Like Sean is a distant second at this point it's really a two-person race in terms of the of the standings since May 3rd uh, in terms of the um, of the roto standings Uh, I'm the only guy with 200 I'm the only team with 200 plus points let's take a look why let's see what a real team looks like right Uh, runs home runs I even I got 10 points for triples I don't even have enough guys who are fast enough to get me 10 points and triples (laughs) <laughs> 10 points in RBI, uh, middle of the pack and walks and strikeouts. I'm punting stolen bases. I got off to a good start, but when I lost Luis Robert for this season, or not for the season, but for uh, the majority of the season, I figured that I was not going to um, uh, be able to get this, uh, producing the stolen bases. I also lost Ramon Loriano, who was also getting me some stolen bases. Um, just, yeah, just uh, a lot of injuries on my offense. And that's what's causing the low stolen bases. But even then I, I was already capped uh, in terms of stolen bases anyway to begin with so i'm not surprised that i'm in dead last but you know that's what happens i purposely punted the statistic and these are the results batting average and on base percentage uh, come on i i don't know how my team is always struggling when i'm always at the top of the leader, leaderboard of these offensive categories but it seems like every other period my offense is just slumping and it's just very frustrating so that must mean my pitching is keeping me well above water and sure enough yeah I'm at the top of the league and wins, strikeouts, strikeout for walks, saves, holds, ERA. I do give up too much home runs, but that's okay because my ERA whips and on-base percentage against are freaking amazing. God, this team's so good. Look at that. Vladimir Guerrero, 100 score. I think that's the only 100 score we've seen so far as of May 3rd. I have the best player in the league. That's right. Vladimir Guerrero, like father, like son. Happy Father's Day. 408 on-base percentage. 16 home runs. Oh, man. Oh, man. Don't you people feel stupid for letting him fall to me. Jorge Polanco has been trying to uh, keep me above water here as uh, he's uh, was a waiver wire pickup. So yeah, it's shame on me for my other player. I, I told you guys, my offense is struggling. So I got to do what I got to do to keep it above water here. Uh, and He's been kind of my de facto stolen base guy. But as you guys can see, negative one from Rafael Devers, uh, negative two from Juan Soto. So whatever Jorge Polanco is doing, they get offset by those two guys who I have no idea why they're running so much. But uh, yeah, Rafael Devers, uh, he's been struggling all late, but he's my third best player. So uh, 325. So I told you guys my offense has been struggling uh, lately. And when Rafael Devers is my third best player. I can see why my team struggles a lot and why they're in trouble. Nick Castellanos also has been struggling, but since May 3rd, he's been trying to help and do his part to keep my team above water. Only four home runs, though, uh, since May 3rd. I mean, it's not the 10 home runs that Devers has been hitting or the 16 home runs that Vladimir Guerrero has been hitting. So uh, Nick Castellanos needs to pick up the uh, slack there. Juan Soto, man, if Juan Soto, if Juan Soto can just put things together and this league's in trouble if Juan Soto all of a sudden becomes my number one one or number two hitter. But it's the only thing that's keeping this league interesting is that Juan Soto has not taken the season by the horns and just dominated like he did last year. So I'm just kind of waiting. Max Muncy got off to a really putrid start, and he has kind of uh, bounced back, but now he's hurt. Now on the IL, of course. Everybody on my goddamn team is on the IL. Andy Diaz, I know that's a favorite of uh, Sean. I had to pick him up to uh, help me at third base a little bit because uh was struggling a little bit. Um, Anthony Rizzo, uh, he's, he's fine. He'll be fine. I know it's some, he's been striking out a lot lately, but he'll be, he'll be okay. Andrew Benintendi has been a godsend on, off the waiver wire, high batting average. Uh, he supplies the singles for me. Cause I don't have a lot of, uh, uh, that's, I have too many power guys, but enough, not enough punch and Judy guys. This is the complete opposite of, uh, Sean's team. So Jonathan Daza, another guy, another punch and Judy hitter 360 batting average. He's been a godsend off the waiver wire, uh, zero home runs. But 33 singles, we do keep track of singles. So another punch and Judy hitter for me. So I'm surprised Sean didn't pick him up first. And here's a guy, Gary Sanchez. I know Sean is up here. He would be poo-pooing all over him. But Sanchez, 341 on base percentage, that's fine with me, man. Nine home runs since May 3rd. He's he's doing enough to be relevant uh, with the 65 score. Uh, I think JT Ramudo, who I think is the best uh, uh, catcher, offensive catcher in all of baseball, he's only at 68. So... Sean Murphy, as well as 65. Uh, yeah, he's been really bad, but that's fine. Uh, I He gets all the playing time that he can handle. That's all I'm, I'm... Really, at this point, that's all I'm asking is I'm asking for some production and to have your name penciled in every single day or uh, for as many games as possible. Uh, Gleyber Torres. If Gleyber Torres can just hit like the way I know that he can hit, this league is in trouble. So it's the only thing that's keeping this league fair and balanced is my, my top guys are struggling uh, to dominate uh, this league. Otherwise, I, I'd be... It'd be a laugher right now. I'd be lapping this freaking league so hard and so fast and so furious. Uh, Again, look at my pictures. Kevin Gossman, 99.88. I warned you guys. I told you guys. You all made fun of me at the draft. Uh, when I said that I drafted him over some of the uh, more established uh, starting pitchers, and look at him, he's my best pitcher, and I'm okay with that because Lucas Giolito is my second best pitcher. That's okay, Lucas Giolito is finding himself, he's trying to find the command of that fast. uh, I'm sorry, uh, the uh, changeup, and it looks like he finally uh, is getting it together. He's been pitching a lot better of late, uh, with a 3.18 ERA and a 0.98 whip, uh, 62 strikeouts for 51 innings. I mean. And even Kevin Gossman, 63 strikeouts in 50 innings, with and this lofty 7.88 strikeout per walk ratio. I, I mean, that's a hell of a one two punch. Liam Hendricks pitching up to uh, uh, to his uh, big contract that he got this offseason 27 strikeouts in 18 innings, 13 and a half strikeout per walk ratio, 13 saves, one era. I mean, Rich Hill has also uh, come in and has uh, been very admirable off the waiver wire. He, so he's another steady arm. I use Tarek Skubal, a guy that I liked coming into the season uh, has just been magnificent. Joe Musgrove got a no hitter earlier this season and it looks like he's finally back. Uh, he fell off the tracks a little bit early uh, sometime in May, I believe, but he's finally back on the track and he's looking good as ever. Alex Cobb, uh, he he's on the team because I needed a spot starter this weekend because uh, I didn't have any starts and the angels were facing the tigers and Cobb is Been doing pretty damn good lately as well. The only thing I don't like about Cobb and the rest of the Angels starting pitchers is that they only pitched, they have six starting pitchers. So it's like, it takes, it feels like it takes Cobb forever to get his turn back on the rotation, which really sucks, but it might explain why he's been doing so well this year. I also got Patrick Sandoval again, just needed a fill in. He's been doing decent of late. I don't know if he's a long-term solution, but short-term, he's pretty damn good. Ryan Tapera, I was once I got Ryan Sapera, that kind of solved all my problems in terms of uh, the holds because I was struggling to find holds. Guys who I drafted because I thought they were going to be uh, uh, late inning relief guys like Emmanuel Classe and Alex uh, Taylor Rogers, um, they have been put in uh, on the closers role and not been given the opportunities to get the holds. But that's okay. Ryan Tapera was just sitting there on the waiver wires. I picked them up, you know, a little bit of a homer pick for me. But when you're this damn good, I'll be the biggest homer that you'll find, even though today I am wearing my White Sox hat, as you guys can see. So I'll go ahead, give it the old uh, Fernando Rodney treatment right there, the old uh, – although if I want to be Pedro Strop, I just tilt it this way. But no, i want to be Fernando Rodney today. But the reason why I wear my hat all crooked. Oh, uh, boy, we're almost done here. So, yeah, um, so it looks like m- my pitching is finally coming. It's finally getting, you know – Living up to the potential, uh, this is the way I envision this uh, pitching road, uh, team to look. Class a is still struggling, but there's no way on God's green earth I'm cutting him. A uh, guy with the 100 mile per hour fast one, the 100 mile per hour cutter, yeah, it's gonna have to translate soon. Uh, all, all these bad numbers are gonna turn into good numbers. You'll see, you'll see. I, I don't even care if he's the close if he's closing or not. If he could just go in there in the seventh, eighth inning and just shut down the door as a late inning relief pitching assassin and get me those holds that that that's worth it that would be worth it so much and the best part is that that's one of sean's guys and i have them all to myself and i can i can only imagine how pissed off sean's going to be when he finds when when puts it all together and it begins to produce for me in the way that i know he can produce for me and and sean will just have to sit there and just uh, observe from afar and it's gonna be great colin McHugh i also picked up recently again i picked up because i i didn't have enough starting pitchers uh, this weekend and uh, I think he just he just came off a um, of a of a relief stint where he got three three innings pitched, three strikeouts, and just shut the door on whatever team he was facing. So, um, and that's it. There is your player evaluation and your team evaluation, your progress reports midway through the fan, uh, baseball life fantasy baseball season. Uh, so, with all that being said, let's take a look at. So the year to date standings. So I'm in first place since May 3rd, but in the actual standings, there it is. Sean in first place, not surprising in the middle of a four game winning streak. It doesn't have as many points as I do, but still he, he's, uh, he just, uh, <clears throat> he's firing on all cylinders. I'm in second tied with Aaron. Uh, I just lost to her recently as well. I'm part that. This is, I'm, I'm part of that three game winning streak that she's, uh, that she's uh, undergoing. We talked about smoking aces. It might be more lucky than good, but it doesn't matter. i just win baby he's in fourth place he's been also threatening to get that first place spot uh and then here's oh god well it's a lot worse than i imagined uh mike who got off to a really amazing start but we saw his team and it looks like it's more fluke than actual good uh in the middle of a five game losing streak but he got off to such a good start that he's still in fifth place and then we talked about some of these other teams right and let's take a quick look uh uh, Jacob's team looks like the arrow is pointing up, but he, if he wants to get to that next level, he needs a lot of work, a lot of work to get done in terms of that pitching staff. Um, I mean the, the offense, it looks like he has enough depth to kind of, uh, survive, but the pitching, it's only a matter of time before, uh, the hole, uh, is going to uh, be released and it's going to, it, it could make or break a season. So in order to, in order to, uh, prevent that from happening, he's, he needs to start, uh, Prioritizing the um, the uh, the rotation there. Let's see. here I'm just kind of fiddling around. Oh, never mind. I don't like that. It's an arrow pointing down. I'm trying to find if there's an arrow pointing up on the thing. Maybe. Let's see. No, that's two arrows. It's like two chains, but it's arrows. Anything else? Nope. All right, we'll just have to draw it in, right? So, so I'll I'll give uh, Jacob a, a big arrow up. Big Dinger Energy. I like his team because a lot of a lot of the players that he are on his team are on my points league. But if he, I don't feel as good about his team, and he's on a three-game losing streak as well. So it looks like the bottom's starting to fall out on the poor guy's team. I mean, I don't know what he can do to. I I, I wonder what can he do to right the ship, and I'm kind of flabbergasted. I'm kind of uh, I'm at loss. I'm just. Glad that my team's not doing as bad as his team. So, I mean, he's 500, but it, I just feel like the arrow is pointing down for him. Henry, our fearless leader, he's 10 and 12. He's two games below 500, but I think the arrow is pointing up on him. Um, Mario, uh, I'm I'm always afraid of him because he's so damn good. He is an expert. I, I don't know if he's not paying attention or if he's just being ultra patient, but I'm going to give him an arrow up because he does have some potency in the, in the, on, on some of those players that we talked about. Uh but it's, it's getting to that point of the season where he's going to have to make some decisions, some very tough decisions. Because as he explained here way, way before, he loves the players that he drafts. He spends all offseason just working on the draft. And he gets attached to the players that he drafts. Uh, so he's, like I said, just from playing with him, he's very patient. Uh, he treats his uh, his fantasy teams like 401Ks. But it's going to come a matter of time where he's going to look at the team, he's going to make evaluations, and he's going to start making tough decisions and start acquiring more players off waiver wire. And then that's when all of us are in deep trouble. So, uh, James, I'm sorry, dude. I got to give you the arrow down. Uh, Matthew, I think you're beating me this week, but I don't even know if you're going to reach your innings minimum limits. So I'm going to point the arrow down. And I think... I'm gonna give Jet the benefit of the doubt. I don't think he's the worst team in the league, despite the fact that the record shows uh, that he is. But yeah, he needs to. Uh, I don't know. I don't know he, if he could just get better players off waiver wires and not, because he has a lot of a, a lot of crappy players. I don't know. If he's on a five game losing streak, but I think his team's a little bit better than what it shows right now. I just don't know what. I don't know. He just. I think He's grown attached to some of the players that he that he's picked up recently, and if he just get rid of some of that trash that he has. I think, uh, I think uh, he can move up the standings uh, in a hurry. And there's, there's a reason why he ended up being the second-best team last year, uh, the runner-up to the championship uh, in last year's uh, season. As you guys can hear, <clears> throat> my throat is dry. This coffee's dehydrating. Let me take one more sip for the road. Mm. That's damn good. All right. So, what else did I okay? Let's see, yes, yeah, like I said, Leon and I recapped their league back on May second. So we decide I decided that we should just for Father's Day, and we are midway through the season. We'll recap uh, the season so far at the midway point. And I'm just double checking to see if I covered everything. Yeah, I covered that. Uh, I just wanted to share a, 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 a quote from Neil Payne of 538. Right. Uh, the po- and this is a quote from him and and we'll finish with this the point of which a team's performance half reflects luck and half reflects its talent so meaning half skill half luck in major league baseball is 67 games well in major league baseball it's we're only 40 40 41% of the uh, uh, of the season in but there are a lot of teams that have played well over 67 games except maybe for the mets who are only at 63 or 64 games but we are at that point uh, so I'm looking to see maybe as we get closer to that 50 percent mark, we'll see uh, how the real Major League Baseball teams are, are doing and how our predictions, our, our Major League Baseball teams, our, our, our predictions are doing. But 67 games basically is suggesting that we can now tell who's real and who's not at this point, especially with the, with, with the rosters, the way that they're intact right now. Are the Yankees real? Uh, can they, or are they this bad? Well, sixty-seven games is enough to make an evaluation. So we'll see what the what Brian Cashman and company do in terms of trying to improve the stock of that team. Because there's a we talk about it all the time. There's a lot of talent on the Yankees team, right? But uh, yeah, thirty-seven and thirty-three, six and four in the last uh, ten games, though. But is that their destiny just to just squeak by and make a fight for a wild card? Is that who they are in real life or, or can they be better than this? And right now after, after 67 plus games, it looks like they're just good enough to make a wild card and that's it, which sucks because I predicted them to go to the world series this year. And it looks like they, uh, they have their work cut off for them and they got, they're in a very tough division with the Red Sox and the Tampa Rays. but that brings up the other questions. Are the Red Sox this good. According to that theory by Neil Payne of 538.com, they just might be that good after 67 plus games. Luck and skill is combining for Boston to have a first place team so far this year. White Sox, the same thing with the White Sox, 43 and 28. Are they really that good? Uh, based on is it I mean how much of it is luck and how much of it is skill? Well, at this point it doesn't matter. 67 plus games shows that they have enough combination of good, luck and good skill to be this good. So we'll see. I mean, it's a lot of season left to go. We're not even half at the halfway point yet. But like like I said, I just wanted to share that little quote with you and see if you guys agree or disagree with that. Is 67 games enough of an evaluation from a luck and skill standpoint to make an evaluation on these teams? So something for you guys to chat about uh, throughout the day. But again, Flying Solo, is me, Felipe. Check out the other podcasts. Uh, I've been on this for long enough. You guys know where the podcast is. So I do apologize for my podcast, Brethren Bear. But I want to get this. I want to go and celebrate with my family, Father's Day. I think I've been here two hours is long enough. So on behalf of myself, I will see you guys next time. Thank you all for joining me today. Have a good one, everybody. And happy Father's Day one more time.